What up, dog? Yeah. And we back, 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 and we back. What's up, y'all? Two time, two time for the mind, you know what I'm saying? We back again. Had to hit y'all with another one before the new year. I couldn't just... Y'all know I like to make lists and everything. Y'all, y'all, y'all know what I do, man. I, I'm trying to make it clear for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really just trying to set the tone. So when we go into a new year, y'all, y'all know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? So I got a few things that I wanted to bring to y'all before the year ends. And hey, Apollo Brown seems to be one of them. That's how we're going to start off. You know what I'm saying? What up, though? Shout out to Apollo Brown. Alright, man. I guess there's really only one way to, to truly start this off because I mean <laughs> I mean what I mean mm, there's only one way. Only one way to start this off. Just bear with me for one second. Listen. Uh yeah, there's only one way to start this. Only one way to start this. Oh man. It, yeah. Title. I love you. Title. I love you. I don't know what's going on. Why, why does this always happen to me with, with, with title? Alright. In efforts not to mess up. The flow of the instrumentals. I'm gonna just play it from Instagram. So give me one sec. Titles playing, we gonna go Instagram. Hey, you know the Lions won again, bitch. You know the Lions won again. Another one. You know the Lions won again. That's what we do. All we do is fucking win. Come on, oh, bitch. You know the Lions won again, bitch. You know the Lions won again. Another one. You know the Lions won again. Come on. Cause all we do is fucking win. Woo. Best team in the motherfucking NFL. After this song, I'ma need my tickets in the mail. Bitch. All we do is win, we ain't taking hell. Man, ain't y'all like two and eleven? Man, shut the fuck up. Hey, you know the Lions won again. Hey, bitch. Hey, you know hey, the Lions hey, won again. Hey. Of course, that's Lions win again. 
GMAC Cash. Yes. See, I was trying to put a radio edit and everything. I was trying to be nice and, and clean with it. Yeah, I mean, but they was uh they was trying to get the brother to play uh play the version that we don't want. Here we go. Oh, did not mean to do that either. Oh well. Here we go. Oh, it's my I forgot my boy Primo Beats did the shout out Primo Beats, baby. Yeah. Uh huh. NFC North champs. The Lions won again, baby. That's how we do it. Hey, it's 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 late right now, so I'm trying not to get too amped. But man, NFC North champs. NFC North champs. Yes. First time in 30 years since Barry Sanders, basically. I don't know why they don't just say that. Since Barry Sanders. You feel me? So, yeah, we, we. Oh yeah, it's it's it's. What was they saying in Memphis? Our, uh, a cousin of ours in Memphis. They were saying it's Liddy in my city, right? Right? It's it's Liddy around here, right? I had to hold. I had to stop. And let y'all know. Primo Beats did that one. G Mac Cash with the hook, the verses, the song. This is perfect, man. This is how we feel. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can't help but let that play. Mm-hmm. They do. Hey. They, they own something. They own a little something, you know what I'm saying? On the real, they do. They owe him a little, a little paycheck because, uh, man, they, they, the Lions have uh, really done their thing in this, and, and he, G Mac Cash and Primo Beats have been uh, a part of their rebranding, um, and maybe not like you know, like it's not like I'm not saying the Lions called them was like Primo Beats. Uh, we need you to get a, go get a local rapper. G Mac Cash, we need you to go get a, uh, a producer, and we we need you to make something here for us. You know, I I don't, I mean, hey, I hope I pray it was that, and they already already got the bag, but I I I doubt it was like that. But uh, I'm in all in all seriousness, um, like I what I'm saying is, uh, you know, I I I hope that they do get uh, you know, what they deserve because. I think that they have been part of that rebranding for the Lions. You know what I'm saying? Like they, whether it was intentional or not intentional from the Lions themselves, uh, you know, I think that 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 song, 
you know, is is really kind of a way for us as uh, and when I'm talking sports, I feel like I can lump us in if that's okay. Uh, lump us in as all Detroiters, and um, and it, you know, even though we don't all live in the city of Detroit, but I think when it comes to our sports teams, especially the Lions in general, like we all are on one accord when it comes to them. Uh, and so I think that that this song kind of represents how we've always felt, and then. Now it seems like the Lions themselves are starting to feel the way that we felt, you know, even though, you know, I mean, like, here's something that I think that really um, we don't we don't talk about or delve into enough is how much we really connects us uh, Detroiters and Metro Detroiters. Right. Because we all felt the effects of the. of the depression really really hard in the city of detroit because all the other plants right they all closed they moved they set up shop shop in other countries uh and you know then slowly started to bring them back later on but you know they really uh everything kind of shut down and, and, and a lot of people lost jobs people lost their homes uh you know and, and that's and that's in the city uh, of course, it was the city was hit the hardest. Uh, you know, I'm not here to play the the shame uh, or the what they call it the uh, uh, you know the misery game or whatever like competition. I'm not saying that. Um, I, I you know obviously acknowledge that Detroit was was obviously uh, Detroit and Flint, the city of Detroit and the city of Flint and Flint Township uh, definitely affected the most um, from the these shutdowns and the and the areas surrounding well. For those who've been to Flint, so the areas surrounding Flint too, because it's not, it's different to Detroit. But I'm getting off, I'm getting off, I'm getting off, uh, off topic right here, uh, and what I'm getting into. What I'm saying is what connects us, right? Because we all felt those effects, but we all have, you know, fought to try to come back. I mean, all, uh, the city of Detroit um, is is starting to see, um, you know, growth and improvement. Uh, outside of downtown because obviously I mean think downtown is is really starting to come back I mean it's already came back I don't even like to say it's not starting it's already it's already full-fledged coming back it's it's back and it's bigger it's getting bigger and brighter every day Um, but I'm talking about the actual city of Detroit where the real Detroiters live you're starting to see little pockets starting to build up and it's you know what I mean so and then obviously in the suburbs you know you've been seeing it um, since the depression so you know we've all kind of had this spirit of like we are winners we're hustlers we we're blue collar workers we work hard you know what I mean we all work in the, a lot of us work in different trades we work in different factories and if we're not doing that then you know what I mean like we're we're uh, you know we're uh, in the health field and stuff and really leading the way in, in that and like you know it's it, we're just hard workers farmers if we're not uh you know when once you get into like the middle of the state and west side of the state a lot of farmlands a lot of real farmers that that i mean that's kellogg's is in uh on the west side of the state and battle creek so like we're it, it's all of it is is not easy work you know what i mean it obviously you know it can pay well but it's not easy work yeah i mean and that and that that's the spirit that we have 
You know what I mean? That's the spirit of Detroit and Detroiters and honestly, Michiganders in general. You know what I mean? So um, the Lions this year, I think, have, have really embodied that. And all, this, all the Detroit sports teams, when they truly embody that, man, like it's crazy. When they, when they truly like accept that, accept what Detroit is and not, not try to run away from it because, because Detroit has, you know, some, some problems, uh, which every major city does, right? You know what I mean? It's just that the, for whatever reason, I mean, we're not going to dive into all of that right, right here. We're going to need a lot more time than what, what we got for this, for this, this podcast to really dive into why Detroit is the way that it is or, or has been. Because I do think that it's it's you know slowly progressing, um, or quick. I mean, depending on how you look at it, quickly progressing. I mean, you know, I don't. That's for not for me to say. Um, so you know, I mean, I say all that to say, like, when all these Detroit teams truly embody what the spirit of Detroit is, and that and that hard hard uh work and and hustling and 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 trying to achieve uh you know your biggest dreams and your biggest goals and 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 really having the plans to do it and making it happen and setting a blueprint for like the rest of the world i mean since you know from thomas edison henry ford uh, you know, up to uh you know i mean Malcolm Malcolm X spent time here. Uh, you know, when we're talking Motown, we're talking, uh, uh, we're talking Stevie Wonder, we're talking, um, The Supremes, The Temptations, I mean, the the list honestly goes on to how Detroit affects the American culture. I, I, you know, at this point, and that's why they have a spot on Thanksgiving. That's how. You know what I mean? Like it's that for them to even have the opportunity to step to the NFL and be like, hey, this is something we've been doing. This is something we started. And you know, we we wanna we wanna have a Thanksgiving game. And for the NFL to even be like, Yeah, of course. Because they know what Detroit means to this country. In all things, uh, you know what I mean? That, uh, it's, it's truly special. And I'm not just saying that to say like it's the only place, right? But it's one of those places, and often it gets forgotten when, it, when they talk about those places, right? They talk about New York City. They talk about Chicago. They talk about uh, L.A. They talk about Miami. They talk about Atlanta. They talk about New Orleans. They talk about Oakland, which is our brother, our sister, Oakland, the Bay is like Detroit. Detroit is like the Bay. They get mentioned more often than we do. And I feel like we should get mentioned just as much as they do because we are like them. Their influence is like us. Our influence is just like theirs. And the the impact we've had in in American culture. Uh, You know, so I feel like when when the teams truly embody that, then they they've been successful, right? You talk about the Bad Boy Pistons; those Bad Boy Pistons embodied what Detroit was in the late '80s. 
and to kind of bring it back full circle of what I've been talking about through the last few weeks, that's why, you know, Valid and Stretch, them doing that Bill and Isaiah project has, has really had such an impact in the city of Detroit and why, like, the you know, people that like that hip, that hippity hoppity, as I like to call it, which is like that real hip hop, as a lot of people like to say, you know what I mean, that lyrical miracle, I call it the hippity hoppity. Uh, you know what I mean? We, we like the hippity hoppity. Um, you know, we've been raving about it because it's all of that embodies what Detroit is. You know what I mean? That Bad Boys Pistons, uh, you know, that mid 90s Red Wings that was just banging on people that had to, uh, 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 you know, rest in, rest in peace, the, uh, uh, the Europeans, I, I'm, I apologize. I, off the top of my head, I don't remember what their what their uh, nickname was. But there was like five guys, I believe, that was uh, a lot of them were European, and and they were part of the team, uh, the Red Wings team in the in the '90s, and won a, a lot of those championships. And then, unfortunately, at some point, they were, uh, I believe, celebrating a championship, and uh, their limo was in a car accident. I think it was snowing or something like that, and uh, a, a, a majority of those guys. That was part of that 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 crew. Would, um, I apologize for not knowing their their nickname, um, but a lot of them uh, lost their lives. So uh, it was a very unfortunate event, and and that team wasn't able to, uh, you know, kind of continue that success. Obviously, um, but uh, you know, that's I just wanted to make sure I, I acknowledge them uh, as I'm talking about that team. Um, but same thing with the the o three four o three o four pistons you know what i mean that that uh uh going to work piston i mean that was their slogan their slogan was going to work going to work you know what i mean so uh you know what i mean that was that was their thing you know what i mean so it was uh um it was uh it's always been Detroit's thing I, I, you know, I'm trying to think if I I, I, I don't know, I don't know baseball well enough to sit here and tell y'all that the, the was it 86 or 84 Tigers that won uh, the championship. If they embodied Detroit, I, I don't know. I watched some documentaries. It looked like it, but I, I wasn't alive. I've studied basketball enough to know that how impactful the, the bad boy Pistons were in the city of Detroit. And my dad is a huge Michael Jordan fan. Like I said before, my family's not from here, not from Detroit, not from from this area that I live in um, currently, right? And then I kind of grew up in. So my family's Chicago Bulls fans. So I watched every, or I shouldn't say Chicago Bulls fans, Michael Jordan fans. My my dad was. So I grew up watching like every doc, every Michael Jordan documentary. So I know what the Bad Boy Pistons meant for Michael so I know what they meant for the city of Detroit because I know I know Detroit and the metro Detroit now you know what I mean like this is my home I know what's up um so all those teams the 03 I lived at here in this you know in the metro area so I know what that meant for us here I, I know like when they won the championship, my we had this. My parents had season tickets at that time, and we had uh, this. Uh, they shared season tickets with another family that uh, went to school with, and um, 
they we uh, had like this Pistons flag that they got from uh, the palace at, at the store. I think I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it was part of like the season tickets, like they gave it to them or something they wanted, or they just ended up buying it. But whatever the case, we had this flag, which was kind of funny because we really didn't have like flags in our house or anything like that. But we had this Pistons flag because we was all down for the Pistons at the time. As much as Michael Jordan had retired, my dad, we was you know we was living here for we had living here for a while. So like my dad really like kind of fell in love with that Pistons squad and that team. And so they was going to the games all the time. Uh, and uh, I remember when we won the championship. And I remember having my Pistons flag. And my brother and I, we went outside. And we started waving it around outside. We was yelling outside. And I remember, like, nobody really caring. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's cause our neighbors just wasn't, they wasn't into it. Uh, or if they was like into it too, and they just was like, because I remember it being like kind of late, but it wasn't a big deal. And we was out there for a minute, kind of just being loud and like excited that the the Pistons won championship, and like I didn't even truly like know what that meant as far as like financially for the city, you know, financially for the team. Um, you know, what I mean, I I didn't understand what that truly meant. I didn't know. I I don't think I even knew that there was. As much as those documentaries, I thought that maybe that was just like a Bulls thing because they started winning. Like, I didn't know parades were a thing, I don't think, at the time. That was kind of what caused me to realize, like, okay, you win, you get a parade after. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's the, I, I done went off a true tangent, but I just feel good that the Lions are NFC North champs. With Dilla playing, I didn't. I got it on shuffle. This is actually one that I have uh, a vinyl to. I might do another video soon. Um, I don't have many vinyl, but this is cool. Kind of some of the little stuff that I got um, that I was able to find when I was been able to find vinyl. So, um, man, yeah, Lions. This is gonna be cool. I- I'm excited to see them in the playoffs. Um, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, but I've I, I went to Calvin Johnson's last home game. Um, so I went to, and it's not like any of us knew it. I, I don't even know if Calvin Johnson knew it at the time, but they went to the playoffs. It was their last game. They won that game, and then they went to the playoffs. I think they. Oh man, I don't. I almost wanted to say it was Jackson. That was my initial gut reaction was to say it was Jacksonville. So I'm going to run with it because that was my gut reaction. But I, I really don't remember who they played that night. Uh, it might have even been the Cowboys, which is sad that I don't remember that. Um, but uh, it was either Cowboys or it was Jacksonville. Somebody in the co- somebody sent me you know comments, whatever, hook me up because I don't remember. Um I think that so it, I got it in my phone. So if I find it, or you know, after this, I'm gonna post it with this with this. Whoo! I look how that work. All right, check it. I'm gonna post it with what I'm talking about right now uh, because I do have the video of one of his last touchdowns in Ford Field. So shout out to Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I used to <laughs> uh, not to give away too much, but uh, you know. 
let's just say we have a similar uh whatever people yeah y'all know my name anyways uh (laughs) anyways we got similar names so i used to tell people we were related uh and it was just funny so i used to tell people yeah man that's cousin calvin so shout out to calvin johnson and uh yeah man uh so it's been a minute uh i've been to like the game i've never been to a playoff game that would be really cool one day to go to that so it'd be nice to the lions nice for the lions to 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 make this a regular thing for us you know what i mean i don't want this to be a one and done thing i think that we have the potential to truly in the culture right that's the thing you got to have the culture right uh, I'll tell you something real quick I, I went to school We had a lot of talent right We had some kids that were really That excelled at other sports In a way that would let you know Okay They're coachable in other sports They excel in other sports They're going to you know State competitions They're far in the playoffs And these other sports At our school for whatever reason, in football, we we couldn't uh, like. I just my dad my dad wanted me to go to a different school multiple times. Um, I had you know he knew people that uh, a couple coaches at different schools, and they definitely I don't know if that's legal or not legal. I don't, I don't know if it's like that in high school. They're really watching if you, you know coaches are somewhat recruiting you or whatever, but. Definitely, I had other high schools that wanted me to transfer and uh, go to their school, especially like in middle school, because my we we kind of moved. I moved in the middle of middle school, so like we didn't. My parents end up uh, being blessed enough to be able to buy a house like a little bit later uh, after we had moved back to Michigan. So uh, you know, we were we were considering moving out of the district so there was other coaches like i there was one instance i I ain't gonna say with school but uh there was an instance where like my i think my my dad ended up running into somebody that was a coach at another school for high school but they helped in our district you know in another district they coached the high school but they helped in our district for um middle school so they knew who i was uh and they you know told my dad like hey man you need to bring him out this way and if you bring him out this way i guarantee you i'm gonna have him starting as a freshman uh so my dad was like yo man i'm trying to (laughs) yo you, you you need to come out there and i was like yo Nah, man, you know, I, I, I'll stay out this way. I got friends, all that. So, you know, that was what I was on. But I kind of forgot even why I was even going this route. Um, I do I do need a producer. <laughs> um, but yeah, dang. Now, oh, so I'm sorry. I've been in a culture where we was losing. So that's what I was getting into. All right, cool. Thank you. Um, so I was getting into the fact that the Lions have a losing culture. Like, I know what that is. I lived it in high school. 
because I decided that I wanted to, because I was a military, you know, as they say, military brat or military child, I am, uh, I was so ready to call somewhere a home. I didn't want, I wanted to have memories, right? That I would be able to share with my children actual places that I could go, right? Because so much of my childhood was, you know, even for my parents at times, you know, unless they at least, the, you know, when we go and visit my grandparents, you know, they were able to show me some of the places but even even because we were gone for so long a lot of those places aren't there anymore things change right over time um but I, so i wanted a place and i wanted a space that um i could call home and one day raise children in and be able to then draw from the history right because as you know from the part of the reason why i even do this in the first place is because i enjoy history i i like to understand why things are the way they are where do we come from how did this become this how did that become that right um so that was important to me i wanted to have somewhere that you know i could call home and be like hey this is where i grew up this is the high school that i went to i didn't want it to be like hey i went to high school here and then you know we live in a whole nother country and I'm telling you about where I went to high school and it's a place that you can't even fathom with your head because guess what nobody else in the family even lives there <laughs> you know what I'm saying so because that's that's that is my childhood now right so even though I have that from from late middle school to high school I mean that's only four or five years the rest of my life I'm like hey this is where I used to you know, I try to tell them about, hey, I used, I used to live there. I used to live in that country or I used to live over here. And my kids are like, oh, you know, that's cool, dude. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, you did it, dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I said all that to say, I get, look, I'm getting all sidetracked tonight. It's like we, we all sidebarred, as they like to call it. Uh, the Lions, man. They have a good culture. They're not on that losing tip no more like we used to be in my high school. Um, now they're on, uh, you know, they changed the culture. So now they're able to transition not just from this year, next year, uh, third year, fourth year, fifth year. You know what I'm saying? Now, now it becomes part of your culture right so when you come and you face Detroit you know you're gonna get punched in the mouth you know it's gonna be hard fought football you're gonna have to earn the W it's not a cakewalk no more no fly zone right trick trick set the blueprint he meant it for a lot of things like hey that's why I always respect trick trick when it comes to the city of Detroit that's a whole nother topic but he was setting the tone like hey no more are we going to be the laughing stock of this country? Because we know our importance. We know what, even when you think that we're down, we know how much we really mean to the grand scheme of things. Even if we don't get recognized, even if it looks like we aren't doing what we're doing, because we know we're doing what we're doing. 
it's just rough out here. There isn't a lot of what we're doing. We're doing for everybody, right? So from the outside in, it doesn't always look that way because not all of us are able to take what we're doing and then bring it outside of this area. So that's why it doesn't always look like we're doing what we're doing, but we're really doing what we're doing out here. You know what I mean? So that's how they're going to be able to bring it to the next level and really let people know, hey, this is a, the Lions are the real deal. You got to earn wins here. Um, and if you're not good, we're going to trample over you and we're going to keep going. And we're going to be in the race, not only for NFC North champs, um, but while I'm talking about it, before I move on, um, shout out to House Shoes. House Shoes is spinning. This is a good instrumental. Sorry, y'all. Um, let me pull up the NFL app. By the way, um, give y'all some inside baseball. So I'm not dropping my phone no more as much. <laughs> I started because I at the beginning here earlier. I don't know if y'all heard it. Hopefully, I can edit it out and y'all didn't hear it. Um, but um, I. Uh, What I did was I had this tripod with the phone connection on there. So I set that up and then I put my phone up on that with the charger. So now, like, even if I wanted to do a live video, if I wanted to um, do anything uh, phone wise while I'm broadcasting or while I'm sorry, well, you're being broadcasting, recorded broadcasting, right? While I'm doing this, I can. Um, even adjust, man. I this was. I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner, right? Because then I can even adjust this if I wanted to do any kind of visuals. But most importantly for me, really, because I don't do a lot of visuals just yet for you, or do I? Never know. Um, ooh, that echo went up. I didn't mean to hit that. Sorry, y'all. Um, so I got to set up here now where I don't have to. I can do things and I don't, it, it, it won't drop anymore like it was. So, uh, cool. We rocking now, but so let me check. I want to check the, the, um, standings, right? Cause we're 11 and four heading into week 17. This is a gigantic game coming up this week. Woo. Playing the Cowboys, man. My dad's old, or still, I don't know why I say old, but I guess it'd be for me. Uh, what before I like said, hey, this was home, and like truly became a Detroit Lions fan. Um, I grew up as a Cowboys fan. Just set the record straight. Um, dang, did I talk about? See, this is something I have to be careful with as I'm continue on with this podcast. I don't remember if I spoke to you guys about why I grew up as a Cowboys fan. Um, but originally, my dad's from Pittsburgh. Uh, his family is from outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, my grandma used to uh, date Tony Dorsett's brother. And uh, so, because they're from the same hometown, so then, you know, my family, like, knew their family very well they all went to church together blah 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 uh so my family has 
followed his career, and then when he got into the NFL, they became Cowboys fans. So everyone on my dad's side of the family is Cowboys fans for the most part. Um, so I grew up a Cowboys fan. When we moved to the Detroit area, um, my dad actually took me to a couple Lions games, and I was like, oh, man, the Lions stink. But I actually, I, I really have fun at these games. Like, I enjoy this team, something about them. I see why people, why there's a bunch of other people in this stands. <laughs> like, this is kind of fun. It's a really cool stadium. First one, I, I never got a chance to go to Silverdome, and it really stinks. Um, but I did go to Ford Field. Actually, the game, first the game, first game I went to is when they had the, the first game that they had the paper. It might have been the second game. First or second game that they had the paper bag over the head. So anybody that's a Lions fan, that's been a Lions fan, knows about the paper bag over the head at the games. Um, and that became such a big thing. And they were there was literally security guards. I don't know. I, I really don't know the origin of it, but I know what I saw. Uh, and there was a gentleman that started it. Had started with the paper bag over his head, and he was yelling some stuff. And then security kind of tried to rush him. You know, what I mean, they tried to come at different angles and try to corner him. And then my man just took off in the stands. Anyone that's ever been to a game knows how hard it is to just run off in the stands, right? So this is this is a laugh. This is crazy, man. So he's just running off in the stands. But like not tripping, like he's legit and, and and he full speed. This ain't no like okay, I'm trying to be cool with it. He just takes off, right? Uh, he's got the paper bag over his head still, with the eyes cut out, just the paper bag. I don't even think I had a mouth. It's paper bag, eyes cut out. It might have had a mouth, but I don't think so. So he takes, he rips it off, and then passes it to somebody else. As if it were the 400 by 400 meter race. And he was handing off a baton. Actually, no, it's more like the four by one. And he is like, because he full speed and my man's seen him coming. So he kind of like stuck his hand out and started taking off. Like, okay, I'm ready. So I guess that would be more like the four by four because it was open hand. And he was like, oh, I'm ready. Give it to me. Pause. <laughs> and so my man's got the bag, put it over his head, and started taking off too. Like Michael Jackson golden shoes. I mean, this dude was quick. Michael, jo- I said Michael Jackson. Michael Johnson golden shoes. For real. No doubt. So, you know, I was there at that game. <laughs> So I've been a Lions fan ever since, man. So this is, we're excited. And I got to feel excited because the Pistons, man. The Pistons are down 27. 27, man. Look at this. Breaking news. Pistons dropped 27th straight game to set NBA record for longest losing streak in a single game. I don't know what to say, man. I really don't. Yep. 
That's how I feel. I don't know what to do. Let's see. Monty Williams describes team's mindset after NBA record or after setting NBA record for longest single season losing streak. So let's see what he's got to say. You know, I'm sure it was. I mean, again, when you look at records, you think of coaches. You know what I mean? But I'm sure the players don't want that attached to um, the name on the jersey. And was it, you know, heavy? It may have been heavy for a while. It's just the nature of this kind of of losing streak. And, um, you know, it's not going to change because we're grading the level of it. You know, we got to. You know, I'm sure it was. I mean, again, when you look at records, you think of coaches, you know what I mean? But I'm sure the players don't want that attached to um, the name on the jersey. And was it, you know, heavy? It may have been heavy for a while. It's just the nature of this kind of, of losing streak. And, um, you know, it's not going to change because we're grading the level of it. You know, we got to do what we got to do to change it. Is it heavy? Yeah, I, w- I would imagine for everybody it is. Nobody wants this kind of thing attached to them. And, you know, I, I was brought in here to to change this thing. And it's it's probably the most on me than anybody. You know, the players are playing their hearts out. I got to get them in a position where they don't feel tight or heavy but you know it's where we are that's the reality of the situation I don't think anybody in our locker room or our staff has ever been through anything like this so I don't have any reference point for that I've been through tough playoff losses and um, this is relative to that when you lose a playoff game when you get eliminated something that this you know kind of feels like that um you know, basketball is what we do. It's the body of body of work that we um, take a lot of pride in, and you take pride in it because you want to win. And we just haven't done that. And again, that's on me. Interesting. Um. Interesting. Definitely interesting. Interesting, to say the least. Um. You know what I would ask, right? Is because, you know, he said it was on him, right? So, and he might have been asked that, and that might have been why his response was like, you know, no one one in the locker room has experienced anything like this. Um, I'm sure he had to have been asked. So, if it's on, if you're taking responsibility, for the disconnect from winning, and maybe disconnect isn't the right word. If you're taking, see, this is why you got to be quick, right? You got to be quick in the in the uh, room, in the media room. A uh, coach, GameCube dead dude with NC Nerd Jack show. I just want to ask if you're taking responsibility more so than the players. For these 
consecutive losses in the streak. What does your coaching staff and yourself have planned to try to switch things up? Do you think that now is an okay time to do something different than what's previously been done? Right? And I feel like that's a fair fair question. Because at this point, right, now you're setting the record for consecutive losses. Your name is now associated in a negative way. This team is now associated. I apologize. I'm trying to fix the the mic fell down a little bit from the shot, uh, shot court. Your team is now associated with uh, something that is considered the worst that you could do in this sport. Most consecutive losses. The Nick, that Knicks or that Nets team from way back in, from after the the uh, original Big Three was unsuccessful with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and uh, was it Joe John DeRay? I'm tripping. DeRay go there? No, Ray didn't go there. Uh, Joe Johnson was it? Was he the third? I'm tripping. Who was the uh, was it Darren Williams? Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. I don't remember who they who they end up making their third. I think it was either Joe Johnson. Uh I think it was Joe Johnson. Anyways though, after it was the original, I guess the original was really Celtics, which have been Ray Allen. They just won one instead of their multiple. They split them up. Um so now we've taken over that record that the Nets previously had. So obviously something's got to change, man. They were running. I heard they were saying sell the team at the sit at the arena today, which is bad look because we already just were renting the arena. At some point, the Red Wings gonna be like, "Hey, man, what's up with your team? Ain't nobody selling out." You, you said you was gonna bring the money back in too. You said you was gonna bring the person. You was gonna bring the bag, my G. You ain't you ain't holding your bargain. Yeah, you know I mean. So at some point. Right? We got to do our thing, too, so that the Red Wings don't kick us out. <laughs> uh, I don't want to harp on them too long, man. It's just, it's been bad, man. Yep, that's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. I want to feel like this. So we'll see. U of M got a playoff match coming through soon. Um, you know, we'll see. I don't know how to feel. I haven't watched enough to even, I feel like, comment. Honestly. But at the same time, I feel like I should say something. Because they're playing Alabama. And we know what's happened the last few times we played Alabama. It hasn't been good. No bueno. No bueno. 
see if we can look at their record versus each other, because I'm curious. Yeah, they've lost two straight games to Alabama. Trail 2-3 in the all-time series, and are currently riding a four-game losing streak in bowl games against the SEC dating back to 2018, according to the Free Press of what city? Who's this? Oh, the Detroit. That's what I thought, but it didn't say Detroit. So, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, of course, that game goes down New Year's Day. Uh, at 5 p.m. So maybe we've already been, uh, maybe I'm I'm leading you to the game. Maybe we're riding to the game together. You know what I mean? That'd be dope. I appreciate you if, if I am. Let's see where we at, though. Uh, before I leave, I didn't, I didn't talk about I did want to say one thing because I forgot to say that the Lions, Detroit Lions, we end on the Lions in, in sports again. The Detroit Lions, as of right now, are in a three-way tie for the NFC. We're 11 and four. The Eagles are 11 and four. And San Francisco is 11 and 4. And guess what? In the league, we're tied for second. Baltimore Ravens are 12 and 3. We're 11 and 4. Dolphins are 11 and 4. Eagles are 11 and 4. San Fran's 11 and 4. With the Browns and the Cowboys right behind at 10 and 5. So, just watch us. Every journey has a beginning, but change one step along the way, and you could end up at a very different destination. I learned to be quiet. Life. Don't care. But I'm useful. You see? I heard white people's skin burns off in the sun. And we back, and we back. I don't know. I just like saying that. Shout out to J. Cole. So, what if? What if I had a dream that Tony Stark, the lost Tony Stark episode from last season was back? What if? What if? What if? <laughs> uh, so new episodes of What If? Spoiler alert. No, I'm actually, you know what? I'm not going to get into it because this is just a brief. I hate you guys for something. Maybe top of the year, a little more death. Uh, actually, after I watch all through it, all through it. But it's been on point, man. I think, I, uh, I don't know if I talked about, I think I was watching the one with Happy Hogan. That one was a dope little Christmas episode on Christmas Eve. 
and then they blessed us on Christmas Day with a little bit of, with a little gift that we were missing from last year. So they hit us with that lost Iron Man episode where he was on um, the the uh, the collector's uh, not the collector, yeah, the collector. No, I'm sorry, the Grandmaster. He was on uh, Sakar. Uh, and then that's when and he met Gamora, which led to, you know, the Gamora and or the Gamora episode of um, of her being on the finale of season one, uh, a part of the big Avengers, the multiverse Avengers. Uh, so I kind of gave that origin story. So that was cool to see that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm not going to spoil anything off rip here. And I haven't watched that fifth episode so that one that came out the day that we're recording today um i didn't watch that just yet but i will um yeah man so i also wanted i think i was supposed to talk about blue eyes samurai on the last episode but i didn't really go into it but i wanted to talk about how much respect it's been getting based off the visuals. So this isn't just a, you know, anime show. Like this is, or, you know, this is, I shouldn't even say that just that because anime gets just, get, it gets labeled wrong, right? It gets labeled like very geeky, nerdy, very comic booky, but like Japanese comic booky. So it's even more stimulating than American comic books and American comic book cartoons, right? Um, but this is a little bit different. It's very like an oil paint painting, the visuals. Um, they're very beautiful, very unique, um, very intelligently done. The way that the script plays with the visual background and how they kind of intersect but like wove together like a like a paper uh like a paper chain snow snowball or whatever they call those those like link papers those little circles that they make to just uh you know um uh to signify like a like snowfall but you can do it in your house or whatever. So the way that those kind of just overlap perfectly is the way that the, the script and the dialogue of the script, everything that she says and everything that's being said, although you're hearing it, you it's just like a, you're immersed in the visual and in the, in the, in the, what you're seeing as well. Uh, so I think that's why it's been revered so much and why it's been getting a lot of accolades. and uh, I don't know awards just yet, but definitely a lot of recognition and, and praise. So um, I think that it's it's a very good series, and I think that, that a lot of people should check it out. And if you're if you're you have it, then you're slipping, and you must be tripping, because <laughs> if you ain't dipping, if you ain't doing the dime, gosh to do. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, before we go though, I do want to give y'all the top movies and shows 
the MC Nerd Jack list at least from 2023. And we're going to get this money. Check it. Uh, no particular order, but I do have Across the Spidey Verse. Oh, man. Like, the, it really. That movie just, uh, you know, it was a continuation sequel, obviously, the first one. Uh, which obviously, you know, we I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I keep saying obviously, but we found out that it's actually going to be a three part movie. Um, it's going to be a trilogy. Um, so the sequel was just as good, almost just as good. I would say there was a few things that maybe drug drag drag on a little bit, but for the most part, it was it was it was very good and just as good as the first one. Uh, like so for the most part um, so I got across the Spidey verse Guardians of the Galaxy 3 <sighs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3 man just really getting to know Rocket and seeing visually like seeing his um, story I think I like uh, I don't think I ever read it in comic book form so I wouldn't even be able to tell you a lot of like his origin story outside of what we've just seen from this new movie um, this this year. But Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was uh, a heart. Uh, it really pulled at your strings, uh, your heartstrings. It really uh, was a tearjerker, um, but still like full of action at the same time. It was very well done, of course, again. Um, as the previous ones were as well. Um, so it made the list, made the top five. Uh, next we have Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers uh, was everything that I hoped it would be. And for people that really liked Record Ralph, I was really hoping that there was going to be uh, some type of reference or connection as far as I I mean I have to watch it again maybe I've only seen it I've seen it like twice but maybe I don't watch it enough to know and if someone knows they can please hit me up um, but as far as I know there's no record Ralph references and it would have just been really cool to hear a record Ralph reference because they mentioned Mario and record Ralph and we never got to see Mario I'm sure because of licensing uh, issues whatever the case may be but um, Record Ralph and Mario, I need to see uh, Fix and Felix and Mario next to each other. I need to see the plumber with the construction worker. It's, it's only right. And see how much crap they give each other. Because Fix and Felix, I think, is a handyman. I don't think he's a tradesman. I don't think he has a license. I don't think Fix and Felix has a license. Does he? Does Fix It Felix have a license? That is a great question. Mario's license in the state of New York, at least, at least in his borough, from the Bronx, I think, or Brooklyn, or I guess Staten Island, or Long Island, or Manhattan for that matter. But they're not from New Jersey. 
That's what they said in the movie. I just don't remember where. But anyways. Um, man, I would love to see if fix a Felix has a license. Because I'm pretty sure fix a Felix is just a glorified handyman. And Mario is a true, true plumber. A true journeyman. Probably a master plumber. Because they families is master plumbers. Big Mario was a master plumber. I ain't talking about little Mario that was running around with his little homie Luigi, his little brother Luigi. I'm talking about Big Mario. Big Mario. Mario. They probably call him Mario. And he was, he was bigger than Super. He was gigantic Mario. Incredible Mario. Marvelous Mario, would you even say? Instead of Super. He was marvelous Mario. Mario. So, even he was a plumber. So I would really like to uh, see them to wreck a Ralph. Or them three really fix a Felix Mario or four. Luigi Wreck It Ralph, Mario, and Fix a Felix. That would be really cool to see someday. Uh next I have the Marvels. I know some people wasn't feeling it, but I thought it was really cool to see uh and give an opportunity for Brie Larson to, at least in the MCU to kind of open up. Even though I don't feel like they did enough. Because she never like had, she had a brief moment where they, it was just them. But then, uh, you know, uh, Kamala came and now she was kind of in the middle, and so they ended up separating back. Um, so you know, it it uh, um. The Marvels was good, man. It was. I don't think that it gets. It's starting to get. I don't think that it got. It's getting the respect that it deserves or needs. But what can you do? What can you do? Except for what you can do. That's true. All right. So I also to close it out. I have they clone Tyrone. Mm. Now that was a really cool movie. Uh, Jamie Foxx, um, shoot, uh, what's my man's name for Star Wars? John Boyega, uh, and then Monica Rambeau, actually. Let's bring it full circle. So she was on there, the young lady who plays that that character. She was, so that, that was a really cool sci-fi flick. Um, yeah, man. So we got Across the Spideyverse. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, The Marvel, Super Mario Bros., and They Clone Tyrone. Now, audible mention, we have Air. Of course, that was the uh, Nike Michael Jordan John, as they like to say. Uh, now, TV shows. Speaking of TV shows, uh, like I was talking about Blue-Eyed Samurai, so that definitely made the list. Uh, The Foundation Season 2. Foundation's been on point. Shout out. Shout out to homie Jose. 
for putting me on that. Uh, Loki season two was on point. Uh, Soka season one. And then to close out number five, we're not really number five because it's in no, no order, but the fifth one, uh, which really actually, if I was going to number them, would probably be number one for me uh, for a while, would be the Ted Lasso final season because that was just a really cool show. Uh, I was very disappointed that it was over, but they did so well at the ending. It's almost like you were like, okay, I get it. We, you know, we got to shut this down at some point. You're right. But by golly, it was a wonderful ride. So honorable mention, of course, I have Silo and What If Season 2. Yep, yep. So like I said, I'm going to check What If. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go see Aquaman either, so. Hopefully I can see Aquaman soon at some point and, uh, you know, finish the what ifs. And then I will get back to you guys about that. You feel me? Yo, yo, yo. Check, check. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Everybody know what it is. GameCube. That dude. Hey. So. Uh, I really haven't listened to too much more. I know Big Kurt came out with an album. Um, actually, let's take a, just a brief second, see if we can queue up this first song. Dang, title acting funny today, for the money today, get money today, hey, get money today, get money today, get money today, hey, get your money today, get money today. You get your money today. Hey. Day. We get money today. Get money today. We get money today. I apologize. Title's acting funny. I don't owe you money. So don't play me like no dummy. As my friend, uh, my homie Craig would say, they looking real bummy. Well, yeah, so I guess we're not going to play it off of a title. Um, 
So, uh, no more big crit. Oh, here we go. Boom, baby. Now we're back. Cue him up. This is the uh, beginning track. Watch me feed the family, bitch. I'm good and rams and seal the salmon with the lemon squeeze. That's awesome, man. With recipe. All right. So that sounds dope. I'm sure I'm gonna like it once I finally get down uh, time to sit down and, and listen to that. But like I was trying to say, I haven't listened to a whole lot of uh, new stuff uh, in the last since the last uh, time we spoke. Um, but I do want to talk about uh, what I've been listening to this year. So I have my top albums of 2023. Um, you already know how I've, uh, y'all already know how I felt about this uh, album. But this one's know, called during the season. You're really stressed out. You pressure. Sure. Uh, some people are boring you. Some people are screaming for you. And it's tough. The travel and the, the night after night. Bartender, can we get another shot of whatever he's having? Put mine on the rocks. It's like this, bro. The problems never stop. Don't forget we from the bottom. I see you at the top. Look, this shit can get more stressful than you think. Cause you might just want to quit, but you could be on the brink. Whew. That, that album, man, that album's something special, real special. Um, of course, I was rocking with uh, Magic Three. Um, Nas and Hit Boy. All I see is blurbs, all I see is words, nerds talking about what they did see or heard, and all I see is clones, see you motherfuckers with mixtape plans because they seeing how we moving, and all they say is this, but they ain't saying shit, they talk reckless when I do not work for them, they say come harder, come smarter, which one it is, which one you wanna hear since you such a music whiz. First thing I learned when I was coming up in age When they stumble in your space is to punch them in the face The second thing I learned, I was in the second grade Sliding on the second base, I can orchestrate this game yep. The third I heard was if it quacks, it's a duck The fourth, of course, just be up front what you want The fifth is this, keep something crisp on your wrist Magic 3, man Larry June and Alchemist had an album together Um... This one right here is Palisades, California, with Big Sean. Man, Larry June was showing Detroit a lot of love. Uh, you know, I don't know his connection to Detroit, but there's a lot of Detroit artists on his album. Over, over Alchemist beats. 
Run up on this Rory, I'm clicking until it's over. Still a put a snow on a mission to Minnesota. Come on, you know the drill. Hop in and hand it over. I'm driving. Bro, family type shit. Look, if you not getting richer every year, then you just backwards hustling. You moving off emotion, I'm strategizing, discussing it. See, I've been on my supplements, fish oils, chlorophyll, motives. My hair growing out and hoes loving it. Some people can't piece life together, it's really puzzling. Talking about trust me, I got you, but I'm not trusting it. Commercial real estate by the Fox, yeah, they constructing it. Business flowing like the symphony orchestra, I'm conducting it. I cracked my knuckles and neck, now I'm back to new. I had to comp a bitch, we not compatible. Team on the line, yeah, the lovers all lateral. You cannot practice for shit that's not practical. Fuck with the tactics, this shit can get tactical. Fuck with the rations, this shit get irrational. I cannot talk to you. Just like them hoes when they mad at you I overwork and do shit I don't have to do Stumble and stagger through Dodge all the bullets and dodge all the daggers Who work in these bitches and yeah, another one with Slug Village Yo, this is This right, wa wa watch how T3 comes in This is why T3 is one of the one of the best to, to ever do it uh, He may not be Lyrical Miracle You know what I mean, but Not so many people can ride the beat the way that uh, T3 does Listen to this Young RJ goes crazy too. So yeah, man. Uh, the Larry and the Alchemist, the Great Escape. Who would have known? For all dogs, scary hours two edition. Who would have known? Drake ever said hibbity hobbity, man. I had to. I got that hibbity hobbity that I was worried about, that I was waiting on. It may not have been on the original, but it came through, and, and it is what it is, man. That's the. That's Drake at his finest. Called Last Nerve, L'Zai and Ono, Heavy Vibrato, to close it out for my top albums of 2023. Honorable mention, we have Everybody Good, Black Milk, and Round Trip, Static Selector. 
the rush hour. I'm just trying to get home. I'm sick of incidents like this that makes me think I should ride around with chrome. You want to take? Alright, don't worry. This is Black Milk. Feelings don't feel with Mick Jenkins. It's an honorable mention. Another honorable mention is Round Trip by Static Selecta, and of course this is Round Trip uh, with De La Soul. For Dave, of course. So that was, that was dope. R.I.P. Dave. Dave. Uh, so yeah, man, that's my best albums of 2023. What am I looking for for the next year? Great question. Great question. Great question. So what do I want to see for 2024? I want to see some new things, right? Who doesn't? Right? Who wants? Who? Who else wants to see something new? Of course. Um. think that I want to see um I think I just want to see at least locally I want to see uh there's been so there's been talks right about like the Detroit hippity havity versus the Detroit street which I've, I've kind of talked on in, in brief you know somewhat delve, delve into but I'd like to see that 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 gap uh, bridge further, you know, bridge closer together. Um, there's been talks about Helova, uh, which is a producer from Detroit. He did the uh, T Grizzly first day out, but he also did uh, Stretch Money. He did um, Takes Money to Make Money. So you know, he goes from there all the way to the New Age, right? So. Uh, there's been talks about hell of a kind of being being a guy who's putting out who's supposed to be putting out an album that 2024 with older Detroit artists and the newer Detroit artists all on the same album. So I'd like to see that come to fruition and really uh, kind of bring everybody together. Because um, I'm honestly, when I went to that hip hop 50 uh, Detroit hip hop 50 thing. Um, earlier this year, I honestly thought that I would see a lot more new age rappers. I didn't see any of them. None of them were there. It was all like like stretch stretch money was like the newest rapper of the people in the hip hop fifty. So I'd like to see that that gap, you know, kind of bridge closer together. So yeah, man. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more DJ mixes coming from yours truly. Um, maybe start DJing, DJing shows uh, uh, again, DJing weddings and, and stuff, DJing parties. Um, I'm gonna try to have a mix for you guys, end of the year mix. Um, on this one here, so, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I hope you guys have had 
a wonderful 2023 and i Pray that you have an extraordinary 2024 and that all your dreams that you're trying to accomplish, uh, I hope the plan and the strategy to succeed reveals itself as soon as possible. Uh, you know, I, I pray that you guys have nothing but blessings and uh, early into the year and continue uh, on into December. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Um... Man, I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited for what we got next. I'm excited for what we're about to do. Uh, I'm excited for you guys, uh, you know, for us to have more interactions, more interviews, or an interview at all, is what I should say. Um, Man, this is, uh, like I said, I'm excited. I appreciate you guys for listening, for rocking with this one. Uh, I'm going to try to give you guys some more mixes. Um, before, you know, like what I got to call the kids go back to school or people go back to college and stuff, uh, hook y'all up, comment on everything. Like I said, GameCube, that dude on everything, comment, like, subscribe. That way you won't, you know, you'll know when the next episode drops, especially because I'm kind of inconsistent right now. So, uh, or sporadic, I should say, because I, I feel like I've been a little bit consistent considering I give y'all the precursor. <laughs> uh, a lot more consistent than I, I think I expected myself to be from the beginning. But um, yeah, man. Happy New Year. Nerd Jock Show was brought to you by the United Negro Podcasting Guild of America, where we be podcasting. This episode was recorded at an undisclosed location in Gross Point Woods, Michigan. Edited in an undisclosed studio in New Baltimore, Michigan. All episodes of the MC Nerd Jock Show are brought to you by GC Productions. You already know. The intro and outro of the MC Nerd Jack Show are produced by none other than the legendary producer Slumber Logic. Yo, I just want to take a second. I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't say rest in peace to Amp Fiddler. A true legend in Detroit. A true legend in hip-hop. A true legend in funk. A true legend in soul. A true legend in neo-soul. Of course, those that don't know, Amp Fiddler... Uh, was a part of Parliament Funkadelic with George Clinton he was a musician in the band and toured with them for many years Um, and then when things kind of settled down he moved back to Detroit and was working on music still and set up a home studio and he was right off 
you know, Seven Mile and Kona Gardens. Some local kids heard the music, you know, knocking on his door, asking him if he made music. And, uh, you know, he graciously took on the role of, a, you know, the godfather uh, uh, or like an uncle type that was going to keep these kids out of trouble. And really, you know, in a time in the in the early to mid 90s in, De- in the city of Detroit where things were, you know, at the at the uh, end end of the crack epidemic so like you know it was real out here Ant Fiddler took on Jay Dilla and taught Jay Dilla how to use the drum machine so without Ant Fiddler I mean I think Jay would have found eventually found his way but part of the reason why Ant Fiddler was able to even teach Jay Dilla that is because Ant Fiddler was on the list with uh, MPC uh, which I think is what Lynn Lynn makes that. Um, he was on the you know he was he had like one of the first first five ever made, so he had that and already had experience on it, and he was able to che- teach Jay Dilla. Uh, so I just wanted to I I couldn't we lost him a, a couple weeks ago actually like a week and a half ago now, um, and I just I would be remiss if I didn't at least take a second and, and acknowledge Amp Fiddler and his legacy uh, when it comes to music. So I uh, just want to end uh, with a little bit of this this song called Through Your Soul with Amp Fiddler, uh, Bubs Fiddler, and Jay Dilla.